baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Nice and cool today and tomorrow for Thanksgiving. And then another front comes through uh, later in the weekend. Ronald Serpas joins us now, professor of practice in the Department of Criminal Justice at Loyola, former NOPD chief. Good morning, sir. How are you? Good morning, Tommy. Happy Thanksgiving to you and yours and the audience. And the same to you and yours and, and I guess the audience. I'll throw that in as well. <laughs> um, former head of the Washington State Police, Nashville City Police. I don't know how old you are, Chief, but do you remember the day that JFK was assassinated? Do you have any memories of that? No, I was only three. Okay. Same here. I don't really remember much about it, but I can Well, I, can I didn't only... get the paper that day because normally I was reading the paper. You know, about one year old, I started reading the paper every day, and I just didn't get it that day. Are you kidding or not? That's a joke. Oh, I, I didn't know. Some people, I thought you were a prodigy. I didn't know. Some kids are reading the paper, playing the piano, doing whatever. I'm still learning how to tie my Tommy. shoes. What? Tommy, I dropped out of Abramson. What kind of prodigy could I be? I, did, I didn't know. I don't know. I'm asking here. <laughs> But can you imagine, Chief, how um, how that would affect society today if something like that were to happen? Absolutely. There's a brand new show you were talking earlier. I think it just dropped on Netflix. Uh, I watched it the other day. Nat Geo. And the con- no, this no. was on Netflix. I think. Okay. Oh, or was it? Nat- no, it might be Nat Geo. You're right. The point that I think they were trying to raise that was so crucial is having faith and confidence that we're not other conspirators roaming the streets of the country. And if that's the case, then obviously I think we would all be incredibly concerned. So that particular story's premise was, one, the pathological examinations done by the Navy in Maryland did not meet the eyewitness um, testimony taken yet again from several of the doctors at Parkland Hospital who were just filmed for this show who said that's not what we saw, causes confusion, causes concern, and then the story uh, slips over to a conversation around the Warren Committee and some reports of uh, President Johnson himself's voice in the White House suggesting he didn't believe the one bullet theory either. Mm -hmm. But then the backdrop that they put in this story, and I'm just telling the audience what I saw when I saw the story from my Mm -hmm. point of view, I think the backdrop that they were doing in the story was unless we have some concrete evidence, we need to be able to tell the people we've eliminated that there's somebody else roving around out here trying to hurt presidents or other senior leaders. And I mean, who knows what the truth is? I guess we will never know. Um, And that's the point of the story is that there isn't a conclusion that people are all willing to accept. And especially what I'm thinking, the reason I brought it up is now with everybody kind of feeling entitled to their own truth and, and, conspiracy theories lord only knows uh, i can't even begin to imagine with social media and everything else what uh, i don't know uh, let's just hope nothing like that ever happens um, well you remember former judge garrison who was the district sure. attorney tried a case in new orleans and then they made a movie about it with kevin costner mm-hmm. um and you know sometimes the things that seem so obvious escape the eye and sometimes the things that are obvious don't escape the eye and i think a lot of people look at this as a question of some of this just doesn't make sense mm-hmm. but who knows? We'll just have to see. I wonder if you can, and I don't want to waste a whole segment on this, but I did want to pick your brain on this since it's the anniversary of it, because sometimes you can go back and reverse engineering, reverse engineer anything to be anything sometimes, right? 
I think that's a possibility, but I'll tell you, I watched that show and those emergency room physicians and nurses who were there at the gurney during the horrible moments when the president was brought to Parkland Hospital, every one of them's recollection has been the same. Not a single one of them, according to this report, have varied by one letter their description of what they saw, which was completely different physical examination than what was offered by the pathologists who are, in fact, according to the story, not forensics pathologists at all. I mean, it, look, it caused when I watched that show the other day, I do think that I've spent some time trying to understand the Kennedy assassination just as an American, mm-hmm. reading about it, reading books about it. Um, but I tell you, when you saw these physicians, chief of surgery, chief resident, assistant prof- associate professor of surgery, people who deal with trauma every day describe the horrific wounds to the president in a way that the forensic pathologist said didn't happen, I, that's that's a tough one not to think about very long and strong. Should that have been investigated as a, a Texas murder case? That's a very interesting point, right? The coroner stood at the end of the galleyway and said, you cannot leave with the corpse of anyone in this county under Texas law. And the the, the coroner pathologist for Dallas County was supposedly have said later before, I think he's passed now, they blew by me like I wasn't even standing there. Mm-hmm. So that would be an issue. I mean, today's time, um, you know, what a, what a terrible tragedy was. I've been to Dealey Plaza. It's really it quite a, a remarkable place. Several um, times in a museum, too, you? Yeah, yeah, I've been in that building. That's where the Dallas County government is now, and is in that building, and, and I did some work there. And there's a museum on the, on the uh, five, sixth, floor, sixth floor, yeah, and you can't get into the actual corner, but you can get pretty close, and it is chilling to be there. Chief, let me take a break. We'll come back, talk about NOPD and drones. I didn't want to eat up the whole segment, but I want to pick your brain on that since it was the uh, anniversary. Ronald Surpass, our guest, professor, practice Department of Criminal Justice at Loyola, former NOPD superintendent, Washington State Police superintendent, Nashville's uh, police city, uh, Nashville City police chief. So he's got some law enforcement creds, some bona fides. It's 820 traffic now, WWL. All-star closer, Kenley Jansen, we have a question. What's the best podcast of all time? Baseball isn't boring, baby. I'm Rob Bradford, and every single day I'm sitting down with the biggest names to show you this great game is the greatest game. It's my podcast. It's my passion. It's a cause I started more than two years ago and is now the most prolific national daily baseball pod there is. Another fact, so jump aboard the B.I.B. Express. Follow and listen to Baseball Isn't Boring, presented by Wasabi Hot Cloud Storage on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. 825 and a half, Tommy Tucker, WWL. Talking to Ronald Surpass, Professor of Practice, Department of um, Criminal Justice at Loyola, former OBD chief. I'm looking at a, a Facebook post from Clint Hill here talking about the Secret Service agent that climbed onto the back of the limousine. I got to let this go and get on to um, drones, but I apparently lives in a beautiful home somewhere. I don't know how much Secret Service agents make, but um, I, I don't know where it is, but. I guess maybe he saved his money. Anyway, Ronald Surpass, professor, practice. Um, tell me about drones. NOPD announcing that they're going to work. They're going to drop drone technology. Tell me about this. Well, a lot of cities in the country, probably more than 300 now, in more than 43 states, use drones as an on-station responder. So, for example, a drone would be put on the roof of a building, like they do in Montgomery County. Uh, Virginia. And the the drone just sits there with the pilot. And if a call comes out, they go to it and they start assessing the scene before the police ever get there. They can't go above so many feet in the sky because of the FAA. So the notion that they can lay out there at 5,000, you know, 500, 800, 900 feet 
isn't the case. I think we do see recognition of restriction usage considerations, image retention, if there's any images being taken. But the bottom line is, while in Nashville, we had several helicopters, and our helicopters there did the same thing. They were on station, and if a car chase came, there's no better asset. Mm -hmm. If someone said, my child just went into the woods, there's no better asset. If you have a major collision like the unfortunate, horrible tragedy on I-55, that drone is indispensable in reconstructing that accident and assisting so so that families and the people can understand what happened and uh, lawsuits and insurance and all those kinds of questions. The fact that the ACLU is concerned about it should be a reason to say, okay, what are you concerned about? Mm -hmm. Because here's the parameters that we're going to use. And one of the things is that it's being controlled by a democratic function, meaning the city council and the mayor. They represent the people directly. They don't represent advocates only. So the fact that some may want it and some may not want it is going to be, you know, uh, decided by a democratically elected body. Remember, we went through the facial recognition thing. Remember, we went through video surveillance after 911. Remember, we went through fingerprint analysis 100 years ago. These arcs of history will result in either the public being acceptant of a new technology or not. And you just work through it. I think drones are incredibly useful to help give officers more real-time information as they're responding to violent crimes, as they're responding to calls for assistance, where they can be better prepared. And if it's done correctly, why not do it? When it comes to privacy, how is it different uh, just in terms of privacy than a helicopter? Well, I don't know that there's much difference except perhaps some would say a helicopter is a bigger vehicle. You hear it, you see it, you know it's there. Um, I think that the fact that people disagree with it is fine. That's what our process is about. The fact that it can be used by more than 300 departments nationwide in 43 states to help assist the calls for service to emergencies, to help find lost children, to help deal with crime scene reconstruction, those are the kinds of real-time, real-based, factual uses that I think the public can support. Any final thoughts, Chief? I hope we can do it. I mean, the NOPD is down to somewhere around 800 cops as opposed to 12 or 1,600. Anything they can do to make them more efficient to come to somebody's house who calls for the police, we ought to consider it. Thank you, sir. Appreciate your time. Hope you all have a great Thanksgiving, by the way. Same to you. And Bye. I appreciate you coming on as often as you do. Thank you. Ronald Serpass, professor of practice in the Department of Criminal Justice at Loyola, former NOPD chief. I would ask you, I'll open a line since we got to talking about it, 504-260-1870. What do you think really happened with the JFK assassination? Are there conspirators still out there? Was it just one moment in time for Lee Harvey Oswald where he just pulled it off? Uh, and I don't mean to say that in a positive way, but where he just hit the, the lucky shot and lucky two shots and missed with one. Uh, you know, they had the thing back in the 70s where they said there was evidence of a conspiracy or strong indications that there was a conspiracy. What do you think happened with the JFK assassination? And do you think we'll ever really find out? Text me at 504-260-1870 because I go back and forth. I think, well, there's got to be more there than I think. Well, no, it's just one troubled individual and, and we have cognitive dissonance because we can't believe that one loner and with a rifle can uh, take the president out. That was then. Certainly times have changed. We'll take a break. Come back. Talk to Caroline Fenton, host of Locked On LSU, about the Heisman race, Jaden Daniels, Texas A&M, and more, all when we return here on WWL. All-star closer, Kenley Jansen, we have a question. What's the best podcast of all time? 
Baseball isn't boring, baby. I'm Rob Bradford, and every single day I'm sitting down with the biggest names to show you this great game is the greatest game. It's my podcast. It's my passion. It's a cause I started more than two years ago and is now the most prolific national daily baseball pod there is. Another fact, so jump aboard the B.I.B. Express. Follow and listen to Baseball Isn't Boring, presented by Wasabi Hot Cloud Storage on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.